Welcome. I'm Riley Karsh. I'm Tova Copan. We are thrilled to bring you the We Go Boldly podcast. Let's talk big burning questions, life changes, and maybe a bit of personal business. Let's be bold and brave together. Are you ready? I am. Here comes the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to We Go Boldly podcast. We are thrilled to have you with us and to be back and recording and starting season eight. I can't believe it's season eight already, Tova. I know. Crazy. (laughs) I am Riley, and I am here with my amazing, wonderful, fantastical co-host, Tova. And like I said, we are bringing you season eight of the podcast. We are talking about all kinds of things this season. We have not yet named this season, if you can believe it, because we cannot figure out what we want to call it to make it make perfect sense for you guys, Um, which is a little ironic, I realize. Um, But that's all right. We are talking about doing the things um, and maybe not just in the sense that you are taking that of like, just do it. Um, But we're talking about things like momentum. We're talking about things like taking action, talking about what causes people to be ready to take action and how can we help ourselves sort of move forward in our lives. And so today we are kicking off the season with this concept of what sets us free um, in the sense of from ourselves. <laughs> yeah, there, and- there's a much there's a much bigger discussion to be had of what sets us free in a you know social, political, economic sense. Um, so <laughs> let us be very clear that we understand that. And uh, that's not this discussion today. This is a discussion of what sets us free from ourselves and the things that burden us from within. Um, so let's, let's kick it off. Let's have this, let's have this conversation. And we're not, not talking about just doing it. Right. So because there is this pervasive belief in our country, partly because there's a shoe company that talks about it all the time. Right. (laughs) But partly because people obviously connected with that concept, right. Right. Of you just do it, just do it, you know? And and, and you just get the motivation, man. And then you just do it. And like, that's not really a thing that happens now. Yeah. We will probably at the very end of this episode, talk a little bit about Mel Robbins and her five second role, because there is an important thing that needs to happen, which is we need to get out of the thinking about doing something to the doing this something, but that means that you've been thinking about it, right? right. Like this concept of like, you're just going to go do it. Like that's that's not really a thing. And I think the fact that we all think that other people do that, and there certainly are, um, most of them are teenagers. But the <laughs> fact that we think that adults just do things um, is what I think leads a lot of us to go, well, why can't I just do it? what's wrong with me? Right. There's this concept that you can just will yourself through all sorts of struggles or power through 
every single experience in your life that comes your way and that you ought to be able to just, you know, power through it, like whatever it is and get yourself up and, and, you know, Oh, my least favorite thing, bootstrap it. Um, and be able to do whatever it takes to, to will yourself through things. And that is scientifically untrue. And I'm, I'm just going to say that because I know it's true. And I know that Tova and her like amazing research skills are going to go ahead and back me up on that. Incredibly lengthy research. (laughs) Um, well, and, and I think what it, happens is we think of like society gives us these two choices. And so well, a lot of times when we say, well, society says this and society sa- says that the reason that's so important is because those become the things that we tell ourselves, right? That becomes the right. voice in your own head. Yeah. So like, you can be like, I don't care what society thinks. Like, I don't, by the way, don't know why I'm making this voice every time I say something <laughs> today, but I just, I am. I, I appreciate it though. Yeah. Like, I don't know why, but that's what we're going with. Um, And, you know, you might not care what society thinks, but you actually do care what society thinks. And it becomes your voice in your head if you're not careful. And if you don't know what we're talking about, go back to last year and listen to our inner voice podcast. But, you know, it becomes the voice in your head. And so that voice says either you're doing nothing or you're taking action. And those are your two choices. And the fact of the matter is a solid like 80% of people who do want change aren't actually ready to take action. And I would say it's 100% of the people, probably 80% of the time, right? Like there's always something that we want to do. And for whatever reason, we don't take action. And I think what we're going to talk about this whole season is why we don't take action and why we can then take action once we figure that out. It's kind of like repositioning. I don't, I have not read this book and it's actually, we're going to read it as part of our book club this year. Um, spoiler alert, we're having a book club this year. Um, <laughs> in um, Oprah came out with that book. And I know there's another doctor who also authored it and I don't know his name. So I apologize, but that said like, what happened to you? Right. As opposed to like, what's wrong with you? And so I think that this is us repositioning this concept of like, why are you lazy? Why don't you do anything? To like, okay, well, why, what is the thing that is preventing you from doing something? And it could be organizational skills. It could be ADHD. It could be executive functioning. It could be trauma. (laughs) It could be something that happened years ago that you don't remember, And so you're like, I don't know why I can't just do this. And so, you know, it's important to, um, it's important to learn what is holding you back because it's not always the same thing. Sometimes it's, um, it just, it depends. It's different for every situation, not even every person, but every person may have different things holding them back for different situations. And so um, the problem is, and the reason we're talking about it is because it hurts you to not take action, whether it's not to set that habit that you want to be setting, or whether it's not to go for that goal that you've always wanted to reach. It can physically harm you, your health, your happiness, your wealth, Like it has, it's detrimental. So it is important that we take the time to 
step out of ourselves and think about what is holding us back. And I think the other thing that's really important is we are focused on, on doing things this season and taking action. That is where the success lies. We are not focused necessarily on reaching this goal. (laughs) Like, I mean, hopefully you reach all the goals you ever want, you know, and all your dreams come true, but like, that is not the, the point. The point is there's success in just doing things and doing the things that have been, that that you've been not doing, right? And so you have to figure out how to move from the thinking about doing something stage to the doing the something stage. And that can feel like a huge leap that needs to be taken. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the things that might apply in this scenario, right? Because some of you may be listening and going, well, this doesn't apply to me because I'm not trying to get a new job or this doesn't apply to me because I don't want to get married or find a spouse and get, you know, get married or whatever, or, you know, there's no big major life decisions I have to make. But the reality is this can apply at any stage in life. This can apply to any level of thing doing this. You see why we're having such a hard time naming the season. Um, this could apply to anything. So it can be the case that maybe you, your bills are never paid on time, right? Um, and not because you don't have the money to pay them, but because you just can't seem to get it together to pay your bills. And you're sitting on the couch berating yourself because you're not paying your bills on time, um, which please, please don't do to yourself. Um but, you know, maybe that's that's the situation you find yourself in or, um, you know, you have a hard time getting uh, to the gym and you have a gym membership or you have, you know, you you don't make it to work on time every every day and you're always 15 minutes late, whatever it is. It could be any number of things that you want to be doing that you're not doing um, that this applies to. So it's not just the case that it has to be something, you know, big and life altering. And in fact, it more often than not, isn't, isn't a big life altering change that you're trying to make. It's, it's often the small things like scheduling your, you know, annual physical or remembering to go to the dentist every six months or, you know, something like that. And for whatever reason, those things become paralyzing to you, or they become things that get backburnered, or you just can't seem to make happen. And then you're, you're beating yourself up in your head for not doing them. Um, and that's where we run into trouble because not only are we not doing the thing, but we're also making ourselves feel horrible for not doing the thing. And so that's a vicious cycle that a lot of folks find themselves in. And so what we're talking about is how do we get from this idea of, oh, well, I really should be, you know, calling my grandma every Sunday to, you know, assuming your grandma's not mean to you, uh, you know, I should be set those boundaries, please set the boundaries. You know, I should be calling her to check in and make sure, you know, we maintain our relationship or whatever it is. And, and I just, you know, I forget, or I just don't do it. Um, how do we get from the stage of thinking about it to actually doing it? And if it's a big goal, like I, you know, I want to change careers. How do we get the stage of thinking about it to doing it? It's the same concept, just scale. It is. And I would argue that, you know, we're going to talk about this in a few minutes, but you know, the small things are the big things because Mm -hmm. momentum builds, right? right? 
And we're going to talk in a little bit how much more important momentum is than motivation. Yes. Um, but like momentum builds and, and, you know, Riley knows because she's helped me through this, like just in the last day and a half, I have done things that have been on my to-do list that I have been avoiding for years and they are not towards any goal other than maybe just like accepting where I am at my life. And that's a big goal, <laughs> living a life that I'm like consciously aware of what I'm doing, but also it is freeing to take things off your to-do list, right? Like we know that the to-do list never ends. There is a big, long to-do list and you're not going to get through it every day. You're not going to get through it every year. Like you just, it keeps growing. Even if you take things off at least at the very least, it's not going to get smaller. Maybe it doesn't get bigger, but it's not going to get smaller. And, you know, but there, there are benefits to taking things off and not seeing the same thing over and over every day on your to-do list. Because as you were talking, Riley, you were using words like should, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. And those kind of judgment words and those feelings of I'm supposed to know what's going on by now, like those things can weigh on you and exhaust you. And one thing I read that I just, I had to bold in our outline was that it can be more exhausting thinking about doing something than actually doing it. And, you know, there's that meme that floats around, you know, floats around that says something like, you know, it took me 18 months to finally do something and it took me 15 minutes to do it. And like, will I learn any from that thing from this? No, no, I will not. Um, But it's true. Like it can be very exhausting knowing there's something that you have to do and then not doing it. And we are not going to sit here this whole season and be like, but just do it, man, just do it. We're going to talk about why aren't we doing it? Like, is it a matter of stacking your habits? Is it a matter of digging deep and figuring out what you're afraid of and what is holding you back? And like, there's a lot of things that go into it, just doing it. And and I just have to laugh because I read an article about this and it said, our society is very action oriented and Nike's just do it is an ad aimed at the small minority who are ready to take action. A smart shoe company could learn from us introverts and run an ad campaign like put on your shoes and start contemplating that workout program. (laughs) And I have to laugh because I think so many of us are like, you just have to do it. I don't know why I can't do it. But what if, what if we were gentler with ourselves? What if we said, just, you know, just put on your, put on your shoes and just start thinking about that workout program. If we knew we could be just as efficient and effective and successful by putting on our shoes first, maybe we would be a lot less scared to do the things we want to do because we're not holding ourselves up to a ridiculous standard. Right. Right. So we need to take our first breaks. We're going to do that real quick. And when we come back, we will talk a little bit about why we avoid doing these kinds of things. So we'll be right back, everybody. Hey, Tova, you know what I love? Coffee, definitions, uninterrupted reading time. Okay, all of those things are true, but I also love maps. As in Siri, take me to the beach? Yeah, also as in uh, who am I really and who do I want to be? Yeah, I figured that's what you meant, but I also have the beach on my mind, so... Well, we were talking about things we love, so that 
definitely makes sense. But the map I was thinking about is our Defining You course. Yes. We put together Defining You as a way to map where you are and how you want to live your life. So true. So many people struggle to find their purpose in a busy and noisy world. That's why we made Defining You. Our course meant to guide you to creating your own mission statement. And there's good news. You can get it now on teachable.com. Find the link on our website at goboldlyinitiative.com backslash courses, or check out the link on our Instagram bio at goboldlytogether. We can't wait to see you there. Now, let's head back to the show. Okay. So welcome back to the show. Before uh, we took our break, we were about to start talking about avoidance. And I think, um, you know, this is one of the main topics of the season. And and everyone, everyone I know anyway, has experienced avoidance and has experienced this situation where you avoid doing the thing that you need to do. And there, as Tova was saying before the break, there are so many reasons that we avoid doing the thing we need to do, doing even sometimes doing the thing we want to do. Yeah. Um, and we're going to spend a whole season talking about that, whether it's fear or doubt or shame or um, even, you know, sometimes we want to you know, prolong the potential joy and excitement of something. There are so many reasons we could be waiting to do something. I think more often than not, it's fear and shame and doubt that get in our way. Mm -hmm. And um, that is unfortunate. But what the, the biggest sort of downside of this avoidant behavior is that it like, you know, it, takes away our joy, right? It takes away our joy because as Tova was saying, we spend all this time in our head then thinking about the thing that we're not doing. I know I have spent much time thinking about not having made an appointment that I was supposed to make. And it's, you know, just a phone call to make <laughs> the appointment. It's not like it's life altering behavior. It's just something I haven't done. Um, and then you spend all this time thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it and you call and you do it and it takes five minutes and then it's done. Um, and so why, why do we do this sort of avoidance? And when we are avoiding, like, what are the consequences? It, it hurts our health, right? Like, cause it, that hurts your mental health. If you're spending all your time thinking about stuff that you haven't done that, you know, you need to do, or you maybe want to do, or would be good for you to do, your mental health is compromised. Even your physical health might be compromised. And it certainly isn't good for your productivity if that's something you're worrying about because you're 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 not able to focus on other things. Um it it doesn't help your happiness. I think that's pretty obvious. <laughs> if your mental and physical health are being compromised, it's not going to help you feel particularly happy, healthy, or well. So when we're avoiding things, um it's not, it's not conducive to moving forward in our lives, even if it's stuff that is just like day-to-day -day life stuff. Um, well, and I, I want to talk about that for a second, that day-to-day -day life stuff. I don't mean to interrupt, but sure. I was thinking like, while you were talking, cause we've, you and I have talked about this, you know, not making that phone call 
like mm-hmm. that that's seemingly easy that we know will not take a long time and yet we don't make it and i think part of my hesitancy to do some of these things is that i'm so mean to myself like when i think about the phone call like why haven't i done it it's so easy why haven't I just not, I should have just made this phone call like three months ago. Why haven't I made it now? So like, I don't want to hang out with that person. And like, not even long enough to like find the notebook that has the phone number in it. Right. And so part of the time we avoid things and we think there's no reason I'm avoiding this. It's just dumb. Why would I be avoiding this? But you actually are, you're avoiding that voice. You're avoiding the voice that tells you how yeah. dumb you are for not doing it. And so that seems, um, silly, but that I I'm like verbalizing it. But, but when you come to your, you know, it can simply be a matter of switching from a place from judgment to compassion and being like, okay, like I, you know, if your kid hasn't done something and you're feeling, you know, you're doing intentional parenting where you're being kind, cause I'm not gonna pretend I do that all the time, but they're like, oh, I really meant to do that. I haven't done this yet. This is so stressful. And, and they're the mean voice. You'd be like, that's fine. We can do it now. It's no big deal it'll get done. But that's not the voice we use on ourselves. And so even when there's seemingly no reason, there's still a reason that you haven't done that. Right. And often it comes to a point where the need to make the phone call, you know, you're, you need to make an appointment with the dentist. Well, you don't, you do it until your tooth hurts. Right. And that over, you know, that's overriding the mean voice, like right. the, the pain of the tooth hurting is worse than the pain of the mean voice. And so I just think it's really important that we recognize that there's usually always a reason, even if it's one that's really not, I'm not saying replacing judgment in your head with compassion is easy, <laughs> but like, because it's not, no. um, but it, you know, there's always a reason, even if it, it's not like trauma from your childhood. There can still be a real legitimate reason that you're not doing something. Yeah. I mean, there is always a reason, right? Like you're not, it's not just because you don't feel like it. it. I know a lot of us were raised in that generation of people being called lazy and yeah. it still kind of gets thrown around as if, if you're not, you know, we have spent an entire season on busyness, right? If you're not constantly busy, constantly doing, constantly proving your worth um, improving your value through your busyness, then, then what, what are you? You're nothing. Um, and that is certainly how our generation has been raised, um, and many other generations as well. And so it's very hard to look at, um, a situation where you are actively choosing not to do a task because that's, how it's looked at, right? Like that you are choosing not to complete the task because otherwise if it's a choice, if it's not a choice not to do the task, then what is it? Um, then you're being lazy. Like that's, that's the equation that has been drilled into our heads. And what we're offering is an alternative theory and that it's not laziness. It's not that, that the equation isn't so simple. It's not if a, then B, right. It's not just, that you're sitting there being lazy. It's that there's this whole internal world going on that perhaps you're not aware of yet that you haven't opened your eyes to. And we're suggesting that you take the time to open your eyes to what's actually going on inside your own mind and, and listen to it and say, okay, well, if I'm not making these choices, if I'm not 
taking this action, if I'm not making steps to do the things that I want to be doing, or I know, you know, would improve my life because then I wouldn't be sitting here criticizing myself for not doing them or I wouldn't be <laughs> right thinking about them all the time, then like, let's think about why am I not doing those things? That's what this entire season is about. How do I make my life better by understanding why I'm not doing these things that I know I want to be doing or that I know would improve my life? Um, and that's what we're trying to drill into and understand. And that's an entire universe inside your own body inside your own mind and spirit. And that's the part of you that we want you to start accessing and looking at and having a deeper conversation with. And that can be terrifying. I'm just going to be very honest with you because as Tova said, that voice can be mean. That voice can be a nasty, nasty, mean person. And so sometimes we have to tell that nasty, mean person to quiet to be, you know, I was almost going to swear, sorry, to be very, very quiet (laughs) and to stop. And we we haven't recorded in a while, uh, but to stop talking and to, and to listen and to set aside the things that's been taught to, to say to us. And so that, that whole cycle of conversation, and I know I'm getting all wooey and whatever, it's only the first episode of the season, but you know, I'm going to dive in anyway. Say Science backs up everything you're saying. Of course. So, I mean, continue. The, the science and woo like to go together and nobody likes yeah, to do. hear that, but they do. Um, but, you know, motivation isn't going to do it for you. What you have to, what you have to figure out is how to build that momentum. And that takes those first few steps, right? And how do you get the first few steps? And that's what we're going to teach you throughout the whole season. Or, you know, you can join any of our groups or our courses, or you can hear <laughs> us, what, any of any number of ways. Um, <laughs> But it's exciting to think that you can change your mindset, that you can change the way you're speaking to yourself. You can, I'm sorry, I'm going to try not to hit my table or my dad's going to yell at me. Um, You can change the way you're thinking about your inner voice, which we're trying to call other things because I'm told no one knows what that means. Um, You can change the way that voice inside you is speaking to you. And so that it's more clear so that it registers with you that taking actions benefits you, right? That it's more beneficial to take the action than to not take the action. And that momentum will build over time. Well, and I, yeah, yeah. And, you know, we will be talking about motivation sort of, but we, I generally hate the concept of it, but motivation is a thing, but it usually looks like momentum. And it's after you've already done something once or twice or 10 times, right? Then you're like, Oh, I'm motivated. And it's like, okay, you said I have it. Cool. Um, but I think, you know, it's, yeah, we we are going to have these, these conversations and some of them will get to like the, the scary side, like the fear side, because even success is, can be scary. So if you're like, listen, I had a great life and I have no trauma and it's all wonderful. And I've always been told that I will be a success. I know you're laughing. Um, I've always been told that I will be a great success. And it's like, that can be scary, right? Like I've always been supported and loved. Like it can be scary. And, and the other thing is, well, you know, this is my big goal. I don't have one after it. 
So what happens if I do reach that goal? What do I do next? And, you know, there's just, there's a lot of reasons that we don't do things. Sometimes we don't do things because we want to avoid something, you know, bad happening. You know, we don't want to, like, you know, I don't know, let somebody go. We don't want to, we're trying to prevent some kind of loss. Other times we don't do things because we feel like we can't um, find the inspiration or motivation to, you know, do the next thing that we're just, we're tired. And I think, you know, we're going to talk about that too, because lazy is a word, like you were saying, Riley, that has been, you know, bantered around all of our lives. And um, it gets very confused with things like exhaustion, like being tired is a legitimate thing and a legitimate reason to not do something right? because you're tired. And like, you know, so we're, we're going to be diving into all of this because we, we want to help you figure out how to reach your goals, whether it is setting a morning habit or it is, you know, becoming a CEO of a company. It does, it doesn't matter. It's, it's still the same process of listening to your voice and figuring out why you're not doing something and why you're not taking those steps. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I want to touch on that fear of success real quick. I think one thing I've learned, oh, I mean, I've learned a lot of things, but one thing, I, one specific thing about that, that I have learned over the years is that so many people fear success. And one of the reasons people fear success is because they're not happy to begin with. And that fear is they'll be successful and they'll still be unhappy. And so if you are unhappy and you're looking to success to create happiness for you, I, it's not going to do it. Happiness is not tied to success. Happiness has to do with your internal being. And so I think that that fear of becoming successful and still feeling unhappy is real and it valid. And so if you're a person who feels unhappy internally, and you're worried that once you reach your goals, you still won't be happy, then, then it's time for a therapist, right? Like it's time to seek some help and figure out what it is that's making you feel unhappy, what inside isn't working for you and figure out how to create more joy in your life and create more internal feelings of joy, because that in and of itself will hold you back from your success anyway. So, um, I just wanted to touch on that because I think that's something that's overlooked so often that, that you cannot tie your internal emotional world to success. And it's very hard to untie it and ask me how I know. Um, <laughs> I, I struggle with it every day, um, but it, you can't tie them together. It just doesn't work. Your identity cannot be tied to your success in life because your success is fleeting, right? Whatever you think success is today will not be what you think success is tomorrow, a year from now, five years from now, and your identity is going to be your identity forever. Um, And so those things don't work together. And so if you figure out how to love yourself and love who you are and be kind to that person, and tie your happiness to that. Um, that is a much more secure identity satisfaction than 
tying it to your success, which is fleeting. Yeah, no, it's, (laughs) it is all true. And then sometimes you fear success because you don't know how, you know, I I've done a lot of work over the last three years on money Mm -hmm. and figuring, because I, for a long time assumed that the reason it always felt like I didn't have any money was because I was bad with money. And let's be honest, I didn't assume that people told me that. So, um, but it was because I was bad with money. And so I took such a long time to finally work with like a financial advisor. And when I finally worked with her, it was like, you're not bad with money. You don't make enough money. Like you're, you're, budget that you need. Cause I was like, I don't buy Louis Vuitton bags, which way to go. If you do, I mean, even if I had the money to do it, I wouldn't cause it's not my style, but like, like I just, I always use that example in my head, but she was like, the reason you feel like you don't have enough money is because you don't have enough money. Like it's not cause you're bad with it. It's not cause you waste it. And it also made me realize like, Oh, but when I do have more money, I can hire somebody to help manage it. That's not something that I have to, that's not a skill set I need. I don't have to know enough that I know if somebody's like stealing from me, but like, that's it. That's the bait. That's it. That's all I need to know. And so like, I, I, that was incredibly freeing and it allowed me to say like, oh, okay, cool. I'll make more money now. Like I'm willing to make more money because I did not realize I wasn't willing to do it. I wasn't willing to be financially successful because it was scary, but it took a really long time to figure out those words. And so you might not be applying for a job that you are hundred percent qualified for because you're afraid of getting the job. And it seems so silly when you say it out loud, but nothing about it is silly. Nope. And it, it, what, it was hold us, holds us back. And I, I just finished uh, Michelle Obama's most recent book. And she talks about how, you know, she has a checklist. She's a checklist person and she plans things and she likes to be comfortable in her surroundings. And uh, President Obama does not like any of those things. Like he likes to be uncomfortable. He likes to know what's not going to happen next. And all he cares about is to have people surrounding him that know more than he does. So he figures he'll be okay, which that's amazing. And how he, that's how he became president is because he was constantly putting himself in positions of, I don't know what's going to happen next. Oh, I have all of these loans. I'm sure that'll work out. I'm going to go work for a nonprofit or work for the city or, you know, and he took all these risks. And so I think the other thing that's really important. And the reason I bring that up is sometimes our personality is what holds us back and that's okay too. And it's a matter of figuring out I'm not a just do it person. I'm a put on my shoes and then think about my work, my workout program person. And that's an okay person to be because most people are, or most people are some variation or some mix of the two. And so you need to figure out who you are and what you need to do to get the momentum going, because we're going to take a quick break. But the last thing we'll talk about today is this is going to be a fun ride over the next few months, even though we don't have a name for the season. (laughs) Although I have an idea, but I'm going to share that with Riley first. Um, Not all of you. Um, But uh, we're going to talk about the other thing, one of the many other things that hold us back. And and I think it's something that, you know, it's good to talk about now because for some things we can, we can actually, even before you talk to us next week, we can actually do some things about it. Sometimes we just get stuck in the thinking about doing something, not the doing thing. And Yes, there are things that are holding us back, 
but it could just be that we need like a jump start, like like and 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 what's holding us back is that we're stuck in the thinking, not some other big thing. So we'll finish up the episode talking about that. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. Tova here. I'll admit, when I think of a coach, I immediately think knee-high socks, whistles, and clipboards. Is it because I love Ted Lasso? Maybe. I mean, I think it's a good look for you, if I'm being honest. Thanks, I think. Anyway, that's not the kind of coaching we want to talk to you all about. True. We are talking about life and transition coaching, though I do still love a clipboard and a tube sock. Both Riley and I are lucky to have worked with incredible coaches throughout our lives. Before that, though, we struggled with where to start, believing in what coaching could really do for us, and, of course, putting ourselves first. Taking the leap and working with our coaches made all the difference. They gave us direction and support when we needed it most. Now, we are fortunate enough to be coaches ourselves, and we're excited to pay it forward. We can help you figure out where to start, create a roadmap, keep you accountable, and get to living your limitless life. Sounds pretty great. So if you want to figure out your next steps, check out our services at goboldlyinitiative.com services. We can't wait to talk to you. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So... We're going to talk a little bit about this concept of just, you know, not thinking, overthinking. Um, And I think step one, overthinking looks different for everyone. Like everyone needs a different amount of thinking. Yeah. (laughs) But but we can easily get caught in that cycle. Um, And something I highlighted, it said, don't over plan and under act. And I it. Yeah. It's so easy to get caught in the cycle. And unfortunately for my friends and family this year, what I'm realizing is verbalizing something is what's getting me to do something. So like, I need a will. It's been on my list for a number of years. I am a lawyer. I have children. It is so irresponsible that I don't have a will. If you don't are listening to this and you don't have a will or haven't updated yours in the last couple of years, and there's been a change of circumstance, don't be me, go get a will. But I realized that I was paralyzed at the step of picking a lawyer to do my will for me. I've gotten recommendations from people. I've gotten, you know, suggestions. And I just realized I knew too many lawyers and it was stressing me out. And so I texted a lawyer friend who has been my lawyer for other things. And I said, what should I do? Who should I pick? And she helped me and she's like, pick that person. That makes sense. And I was like, okay, cool. Thanks. And like, I already sent him a, an email and I was like, I want to do my will. And he's like, great. We'll talk this afternoon. And I was like, great. So like, but that's where I realized. So sometimes it's a matter of I'm overthinking and I'm stuck at this little part. Uh, like for example, had Riley and I not recorded this podcast because we can't figure out a title for this season. <laughs> like, cause sometimes that little part, you can actually skip that step right? And then come back to it. Or you can talk it out. Or you can realize it doesn't actually matter at all. Like sometimes we get stuck. We get stuck in this thinking mindset. And we think about something so much more than doing it. And the article I read said, and you, and and I have to read this because I am, I am this 
person, uh, you will eventually end up with a note app or notebook full of dozens or even hundreds of ideas and plans. And it was like, well, shut up. Why do you say that? <laughs> Stop attacking me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and if you're a perfectionist, uh, <laughs> or a recovering perfectionist, um, you, you know, you might find that you feel compelled to be perfect at something before you start. Um, and that often gets in the way of starting because it's very hard to be perfect at everything before you start trying to do it. Um, just, you know, just hush about that thinking out loud. (laughs) Not that I've ever experienced that at all. Um, in all seriousness, that is, that's a real thing. It happens to people I know like myself. Um, and, and it's, you know, it gets in the way of life. It gets in the way of trying new things. It gets in the way of growth, because if you think that, you know, you're going to step onto a lacrosse field, never having played lacrosse and suddenly be like magically good at it, you're not, um, you've got to practice, right? Like that's how it mm. works. So it's, um, you know, it's, it, it gets in the way. Cause then you get stuck in your head thinking about, oh, well, what if I, what if this, what if that, I don't know. And, um, and you never start. So think about that. If you find any inkling in you that you might perhaps be a perfectionist, that are you holding yourself back, waiting for the perfect moment to do something because you're, you know, you're finally ready. Um, there's never a perfect moment. No. And sometimes we get overwhelmed by waiting for the perfect moment, or we get overwhelmed by the length of things that we feel like we have to do. And unless we can do them all, we don't want to do any of them. Um, you and I, Oh, I'm going to sneeze. Maybe saying it out loud means it won't happen. Um, (laughs) You and I often, when we encourage people to journal, we say journal for 10 minutes because the, the thinking mindset, the do like versus the doing mindset, the thinking mindset is like, oh my gosh, this is my first time journaling in three months. I'm going to have so much. And I, by the way, this is my inner monologue. I'm going to have so much I have to say. I'm going to need so much time. I'm going to need clear the afternoon, make sure my kids are somewhere else. And then I can sit down with a nice cup of tea and some nice background music and I will journal. That means I will literally never journal if I'm right. waiting for that to happen. Because it has to be perfect. Right. But if I say, I'm going to set a timer for 10 minutes and I'm going to journal for 10 minutes. And and I encourage you, by the way, to be willing to like leave a, like a sentence unfinished, to yes. build some trust with yourself that if you say you're only going to do something for 10 minutes, that you really only do it for 10 minutes. I, I promise after the first week, maybe you extend it to 15 if you want more time. Maybe you um, build enough trust that you're okay finishing that sentence, but build the trust that if you promise yourself you're going to do something for 10 minutes, you only do it for 10 minutes. Um, so, you know, I think that we, we look for perfection. We look like we want to do things the right way. And, and so often trying to do things the right way means that we don't do them or looking at a to-do list that is too long. And like, listen, our life to-do lists are long. And, um, I have a system (laughs) that I use. Like I, I have a month, I, every month I sit down and I write a big, long to-do list and, but I don't look at that to-do list every week. Well, I do. I look at it once, once a week, 
And I take the things on that list that I think I can actually accomplish that week. And I move them to my weekly to-do list. And then each day I look at that list and I move them over to my like daily list. And that thing doesn't get more than three things on it. And in my head, do I have way more things I'm trying to accomplish in an unrealistic fashion? Of course, of course I do. But really, I only have three things. There's multiple benefits to this. A, I have a to-do list that I actually can get everything done on, right? Because there's like three things on it that I've chosen specifically for that day. B, you may have noticed I have the same thing on three different to-do lists. So I actually get to check it off in three different places. <laughs> and that is delightful. Satisfying. Um and, you know, it, you also have to like, obviously my month to-do list could have like, get a will. Well, there's 87 steps to that. So like, it may be on the today to list of like email attorney. Cool. So my point is though, these to-do lists that we find um, super motivating are also crushingly overwhelming and the large percentage of the things on them will not get done. And we've talked about this before, but you need to look at your to-do list sometimes and figure out what's on that list because you need to do them. What's on that list because you want to do them. What's on that list because somebody else wants you to do them. Because it's amazingly freeing to look at your list and be like, I actually don't need to do some of these things. Or I could hire this out. Or I could ask like, like a friend is going there too. Maybe she could drop it off for me. I mean, one thing I think Riley and I've both talked about and is so important, I know I've talked about a lot is being willing to ask for help and things that like, so for example, I needed someone to pick up my son last week and just one of them, because they all had to be in different places at different times, of course. And I asked a friend and she, cause she had kids at the school and she wasn't actually picking her kids up at that time. And she was like, oh no, I can still pick him up. And I was like, I'm not making you run to the school randomly for my child, but no one, like not yours. And she goes, but I can do it. I can do it this day. And I don't normally have that flexibility. Let me help you. And I was like, oh, okay. And I have had, I have watched my friend's kids when I have not had my, like, like friends of my friends, friends of my kids, <laughs> when my kids haven't been home because I've needed to help some out one out for a little bit. And, you know, ask for help, look at that to-do list and figure what you can get off of it. And like, even that is that first momentum that can get us going. And, and that is what we're looking for. A lot of this is how do we get out of the stagnant thinking place and into the doing place. That's pretty much this season. Right. Because sometimes it's trauma, fear, all sorts of deep things that we're going to dive into. And sometimes it's overwhelm. Yeah. I think a lot of times it's overwhelm. <laughs> and a lot of times we just feel stuck, right? And we're just like, yeah. there's so much on my plate. So much going on. I just want to sit here. So um, we need to wrap this up. But before we do that, there is one tool that um, we like and mm. we've, we've used ourselves. So it's, um, it's a Mel Robbins tool and she has um, the five second rule. She has a whole book about it that we've, she has a great Ted talk. Yeah. She has a great Ted talk. If you don't want to read the book, um, we'll share a link to it and it's called the five second rule. And she explains the rule as the five second rule is simple. If you have an instinct to act on a goal, you must physically move within five seconds or your brain will kill it. 
The moment you feel an instinct or a desire to act on a goal or a commitment, use the rule. When you feel yourself hesitate before doing something that you know you should do, count five, four, three, two, one, go and move towards action. So the way that we interpret that is essentially like if you're sitting on the couch and you think I should call the doctor and make that appointment and you hesitate, count back from five, say go, get up or whatever, grab the phone and dial the number. Um, And it's really just a catalyst to help you move. And it's there is a whole bunch of science behind why it works. Um, You'll feel ridiculous doing it the first time, probably. I know I did. Uh, But it helps and it helps move you forward. And and like I said, it's a catalyst. It helps build that kind of momentum that we were talking about. And once you start doing things, it's easier to do other things. Um, And it's not the case that we're suggesting you just will yourself through all the things on your list or you just power through everything in one day. It's if you already have urge to do something. If you think, oh, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to go, uh, fix the dishwasher. If you're handy, I don't know. Um, (laughs) And and then you're like, oh, or I'm just going to sit here and drink my coffee. Um, countdown for five and, and get to it. Right. Like, so the point is that the will or whatever you want to call it is already there in you. The little spark of momentum is already there. And this is just to help push you through that like hesitation. Well, and, and it works for things like you're not doing something because of that mean voice in your head. Yeah. Because you're doing it faster before the mean voice can get its act together. Right. Before it can get its claws into you. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I have a little, it's, it's weird. Um, Michelle Obama, and I need to find the written and like write it out and share it with everyone um, because I listened to the book. So I actually had my kids listen to it too. She talks about that mean, nasty voice in your head that just tells you how awful you are. Mm -hmm. And she talks about how like they wouldn't pick, like you didn't pick them, but they wouldn't pick you either because clearly you're incapable of doing anything right. (laughs) Yeah, they obviously don't like you. (laughs) Yeah. And like they don't want to hang out with you. And so I had to laugh about that. But, you know, if you can do something before that voice gets triggered, like, what are they going to say when you're already dialing the number? They're not going to be like, you stupid person should have done this before. They've been like, oh, you're dialing the number right now. Okay. Right. We'll just, you know, so it's like you said, it's where the sparks there. This isn't going to work on something if you're having some sort of like, you know, debilitating fear. Um, No, it's not for those things. No, but it is for a lot of things, a lot of things that we don't do. Um, and there's a spark of motivation or spark of spark of desire. And then you get the momentum rolling. And then momentum is so powerful for things like this. So um, that is that is definitely we hi- will link to the uh, TED talk. We highly suggest watching it because we're going to be talking about all of this over the course of this season. Um, I, I do. I think we're time for homework. Yeah. And I have a little homework and I thought this would be fun because this is going to be kind of like homework for the season. (laughs) Like I want everyone to make a list of what we want to get done. And this is not necessarily like your to do list because you probably maybe like I want to 
I want to do the things on my to-do list could be something on this list, right? Or it could be like, I want to look for a new job or, you know, just whatever the things are like, do a, do a brain dump, big things, small things, anything that's been bothering you, anything that gets in your back of your head or, and have that list out. So like, if it, you know, over the next week, as things pop up, you're like, oh yeah, I do want to do that. Or like, I do want to go through my closet or whatever it is, like make the list because this season we're going to work on more doing and less thinking and figuring out how to get out of that stagnant spot. And, and when I say less thinking, it could be like actually more thinking, but about the things that we need to be thinking about. Right. So, but, but get to the, get to the active part, get to the, Oh, I need to examine my fear of success. That's active. That's doing, even if you're not doing the things that you want to do, like it's still being active and doing right. something. So, um, we're going to take this list with us through this season. And we're going to see as we learn more about different ways and, you know, different things. Now, definitely watch the Ted talk, um, of Mel Robbins and see if there's some things on that list that it's a little five, four, three, two, one action can get off that list right away. There might be, but we'll, we'll take that list with us and we'll see and explore like what over the next season is holding us back. And you know where we are. If you want to do some like one-on-one coaching to talk about this list or flush it out, figure out how to get past it. We also have the go boldly together circle that I always leave Monday mornings inspired to do something like who knows what it is. I don't know what it is, but something (laughs) I'm always inspired to do something. Um, Sometimes it's just wear my hair in a different way. It's hard to say, but it's there. And so um, we also are going to be spending a lot of energy with our um, rethinking resolutions group that we are super excited about. And that's going to be really hand in hand with this season and a real deep dive into you know, with support, with structure, with, um, lots of high fives and pats on the backs. And also like, let's dig a little deeper, even if it's uncomfortable, like all of those good things, we're going to connect, you know, the things that you want to do to the, how's you're going to do them. And we get to do that for a whole year together. So we're really excited about that. So we're giving you lots of, lots of resources here. And, uh, we're, Really excited for the unnamed season eight. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. Um, so I think that wraps it up for today, but we will be back next week with a name for the season, I am guessing, <laughs> and uh, more on taking action and not avoiding and um, the five second rule, I think. So uh, until then, have a great week, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to We Go Boldly podcast. We know you're busy and we love spending time with you. If you enjoyed this week's episode, let us know. Head to Apple Podcasts right now to rate and review our show. While you're there, be sure to click that subscribe button. Want more us time? Follow us on all the socials at Go Boldly Together. Want even more us time? As in all the coaching pizzazz. Find us at GoBoldlyInitiative.com for all the info. We will be back with more excitement, research, and deep thoughts next week. Until then, keep on being the bold, brave, amazing people we know you already are.